Hey fam, how you going? Hello and welcome to the podcast Rise in Line with Vicky. I'm your host, Vicky Sinton. I'm a personal development and mindset coach and I'm so excited to have you along listening to this podcast. If you're someone who's just starting your personal development journey or if you're already knee deep, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, a podcast will be released with a mixture of guided meditations, guest episodes, as well as practical steps that you can implement into your life and better your mindset. So I can't wait to go on this journey with you guys to rise up and align our lives. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to this week's podcast episode. This week, we are going to be covering eight steps to mastering your mindset. So if you are up to date with the socials, you'll know that a couple weeks ago, I hosted a workshop and that's what this topic was all about. So today, what I'm going to take you through is those eight steps just in a um, more brief version and a little bit more straightforward. So if you watch the workshop, obviously this episode will be great for you to refresh what those eight steps were um, because I know there was a lot of content in there for you to put into action all at once. So if you don't have an hour to watch the workshop, then check out this episode because it is ready and nice and all put together for you, a nice little package. So I hope that you guys are ready. If you are listening to this and you are not driving, then I highly recommend noting down these eight steps so that you can go back to them and any key things that pop up for you um, as we go through them. So let's get right in. Step number one to mastering your mindset is identifying your values. And if you followed me for a while, you'll know that I've mentioned this before and that's because values is one of the things that underpins everything else that you do. So if you are not sure what your values are, then you're not going to be able to have accurate vision, set goals, have routines and build the mindset that you is truly in alignment with you because you don't know what you value. And things that you value, some of the examples can be family, friends, relationships, career, finances, um, status, wealth, anything like that, location, where you live, home, um, hobbies, literally anything in your life that you value and um, enjoy doing and adds to you, fills up your cup. So personally, for me, some of the things that I value are relationships with my partner, with my family, with my friends. So time with those people is important to me and I really value that time. And something else that I value is getting outside in nature and going away. So if you follow me, you'll know camping, four-wheel driving, they are big parts of my hobbies and interests. Basically, my one major hobby and interest to camping and four-wheel driving Um, so that is something that I value and therefore that, um, underpins my larger vision and some of the goals that I set for myself that comes into play there. So it's really important for you to figure out what you value. And it is also important to be super honest with yourself when you're doing this. The best way is to just journal. And within the workshop, we had a few prompts and I have posted them on my Instagram before. So feel free to shoot me a message if you would like those specific prompts to journal on, but essentially just asking yourself what you value and why and just digging a little bit deeper. You might find yourself just scripting and writing stuff that's just coming out. 
However, sometimes we get a little bit subconsciously blocked because um, we value things that we think we shouldn't. And I'm doing little air quotations here that we think we shouldn't because that's what society tells us. And one of those major things is when it comes to finances and wealth. And I know for a lot of people, you one of your values might be having enough money to have time freedom, having enough money to give back, having enough money to buy luxury cars and go on luxury holidays or have a extravagant home, a big home. If that's something that you value, then society sometimes tells us that we shouldn't because of many limiting beliefs that we have as a whole that get passed down to us, such as like people with money are greedy, money makes people bad makes people do bad things and etc so try to let go of any and if anything comes up for you like that if you go oh yeah I really want that and something jumps in and goes oh you can't have that then a go with your intuition what you thought of first is what you value and number two write down what your what you told yourself the negative thing because that is a limiting belief that you can dig in dive into later So once you've uncovered what your values are, normally people have three to five important values in their life. Then the second step to mastering your mindset is to create a vision. And this can be done using those values and then basically having some really short-term, long-term and really broad goals for yourself. And this goes in conjunction with step three, which is setting goals. But Step two, having your vision, this is going to help you set those goals. So when you imagine what your life looks like in one year, five years, 10 years, even 30 years, 40 years, what does it actually look like? What do you envision? In the workshop, we dove into questions such as what does my ideal day look like? What does my ideal morning look like? What do I do for a job? Uh, What is my family dynamic like? Where do I live? What does my house look like? All of these things, you can go into as much detail as you want. I highly recommend going into greater detail because that is going to help you set more accurate goals as well as um, vision boards and things like that in the future if that's something you wish to make. But being really accurate with your vision, because this is kind of a visualizing is one of the starting beginner steps into manifestation. So a really large part of manifestation is visualizing what you want, what it looks like and what it feels like. And doing visualization exercises such as journaling on these similar questions, that's going to help you get clear on what you want, what it looks like. And while you're journaling, you can focus as well on what that feels like. And that's going to help you bridge the gap between where you are now and getting to that vision. And it can, you can separate it into different um, segments if you wish. I personally like to focus on if I'm doing one visualizing session, I might focus on short-term goals and go through a series of questions that way. And then next time I might focus on what my life looks like in 10 or 20 years Because if you're like me, we are so young and we have so much time. There are so many stages of our lives that we are yet to go through. So visualizing them all together can get very overwhelming. And of course, they might be conflicting. So focus on one area of your life, whether that's in just 12 months from now, whether that's five years from now or 10, whatever you um, feel called to focus on when you sit down for that journaling session. But having a clear vision on 
what you are working towards and that's both material possessions and things like a job and other um, emotions such as how you feel when you're going about your daily life. Those are really important to the third step, which is setting goals. And if you know me, you know I love a good goal. I use and I highly recommend that you do as well, use the SMART goals method, which again, if you want more detail on this, shoot me a message. I'd be more than happy to help. But essentially, that's just when we set goals, we want to make sure that they are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And that's just the acronym for SMART. So when we set our goals, we basically just go through that formula, making sure they're specific and measurable. And all of these traits help us to form accurate goals. So for example, one of my quarter two goals, which quarter two is obviously um, April, May, June. So for three months, my goal was to read three books for my personal development. And that's really short, but it's specific, three books and quarter two, measurable because it's three books. I'll know if I've either read three books or I haven't. Um, It is achievable because I know that averages about one book a month and that's achievable for me and my current routine. It is relevant to my future vision and other goals because that personal development is not only helping me grow, but it's helping my business business grow. It's helping my relationships um, and it's obviously helping my general mindset. And it is also time bound because because it is a quarter two goal. So by the end of June, so next week, if I haven't read three books, then I'll know that I haven't quite reached this goal yet and I can keep working towards it. And it is really important to note with time-bound goals, and I always like to say this because when I started, I had in my head, okay, well, that's a quarter two goal. If I haven't achieved that goal by the 30th of June, 2022, then I've failed. Like, what's the point? Because I haven't achieved it. When in reality, most goals, even if we set ourselves a time frame, it's not really going to matter if you go a little bit over. Unless, of course, it's for a job or study or something similar where you're getting graded or assessed or anything like that. It's a little bit different. But goals like this that are personal goals, that's more just to give you some motivation to get those done. Um, but if you don't in that time, then that's okay. You can learn, you can reflect and you can just try again. So I prefer to call them checkpoints rather than deadlines because in my mind, having a checkpoint is, it's just part of the journey, which is honestly all a goal is. You don't achieve a goal and then go, oh, that's it. I'm done for the rest of my life. I'm perfect now. Achieving a goal is just the checkpoint in our journey so if you if I was to not finish three books by the 30th of June it's not going to be the end of my personal development journey or the end of me ever reading a book again it just means that I'll just need to change something in my routine or how I've approached it next time and that's really just how we learn step number four to mastering your mindset is to track and reflect on those goals That comes back to what I've just mentioned. But if you're not tracking, you can set smart goals. You can work towards them. But if you're not tracking your progress or you're not reflecting, then you're not going to know, A, if you've achieved it, B, if it's working, whatever you're doing, if your action plan is actually working or you might need to change something or um, if you have achieved it. 
So tracking your goals can be done in a variety of ways. It can be done in a chart. You can do it in your diary. You can add some incentives like rewards and things like that is entirely up to you. And honestly, it's just trial and error. You'll just have to see what works for you. Personally, I find incentives and rewards work really well for me. So I use it kind of a chart like that um, to incentivize, incentivize. To give myself an incentive, um, that is what I do. And reflection as well can be used as a form of tracking. If it's something that's not quite uh, measurable, such as three books or $10,000, etc., then reflection is really great because you can focus on how you're feeling, how you're showing up and your growth, etc. So if one of your goals for 2022 is to feel more confident in your body and how you show up, in social occasions, then you might journal at the start of the year on how you feel going out, give yourself a rating out of 10. That's a really great way to do things like that. Give yourself a rating on your self-confidence, give yourself a rating on how you feel going out in public, things like that. And then at different times throughout the year, you can ask yourself similar questions, give yourself another rating. And then by the end of the year, I would say if you do that once a month at least, by the end of the year, you'd have 12 and you should be able to see the progression. If you've been putting in the work, you should be able to see that progression in your rating, which is your form of tracking for that goal. And that goes for things as well. Like a lot of people like to set goals to be more happy, which highly, I love the goal, but it does need to be a lot more specific how you're going to get there and things like that. But journaling and reflection is a great way to track a feeling kind of goal. Now, step number five in mastering your mindset is to rewrite limiting beliefs. And this is something I had no idea what a limiting belief was when I first started my personal development journey. Like even before I was a coach, I had no idea what that was. And honestly, it was like a light bulb moment because. Once I had that term explained to me, I could kind of go, oh my gosh, yes, like that, I have that, I have that, I have that, oh my gosh, this is what is holding me back. And now when I hear other people talking, I can pick it up straight away. Or if I, if a thought pops into my head, I can go, nope, that's just a limiting belief. I need to work on that kind of thing. And rewriting those limiting beliefs is one of the, I'm going to say that for everyone, but one of the main things, because you might be setting the goals, you might be putting in the work, you're tracking, you're reflecting, you've got your vision boards, you're all ready. But if you say are working towards a promotion at your job, that's what your goal is. That's what you're working towards. All of your energy is going towards that. If you have the subconscious belief that you are not good enough, you're not worthy enough, you don't work hard enough, or people like you can't have that kind of job or anything like that, then you're never going to get that promotion because that subconscious belief is going to either self-sabotage you or show up in a way that is going to prevent that goal, that promotion. So it's so, so important to start rewriting your limiting beliefs. The process is fairly straightforward. However, the practice does take time. And that's because a lot of the time we've spent 10, 15, 20 plus years 
forming this belief. Most of our limiting beliefs have formed by the time we're seven. Between the ages of zero and seven, that's when we develop the most physically and cognitively as well. So, and those limiting beliefs, we don't think they're limiting at the time. And it's normally just behaviors or things that we've picked up from the environment around us. So if you look back, that might reflect uh, things that your parents, grandparents have said, or people around you when you were growing up, that, that might reflect in the limiting beliefs you have now. And that's just because we grow with what we know. So when you, that's what you learn younger, when you're younger, then it grows with you. And as we have different experiences in our life, then most of the time it's reinf- we, we believe that it's reinforcing that limiting belief when in fact we have this belief in our heads. So of course everything, we're going to think it's reinforcing it because that's what we're looking for subconsciously, which is the key there. So definitely if you've never looked into your limiting beliefs before, then the first step that I suggest you take is to literally just pay attention to what you're thinking about yourself and about what other, uh, what triggers come up when other people are talking to you or saying things to you. And you can either write them down in notebook or you can just write them in your notes app to come back to in a journaling session. But a lot of common limiting beliefs are, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not smart enough to do that. Or women can't do that. Or men can't do that. Um, If you're talking about maybe a certain job, like if you want to be a nurse, there is a stereotype that men aren't nurses. So you might have that limiting belief that you're a male. So you have to go into a uh, stereotypical male role and things like that, which are all limiting beliefs. And there are so many more and they're going to be different for everyone and have different levels of depth. So you might find that some of your limiting beliefs you can overcome in a couple weeks. You just remind yourself of your new belief and you're done. However, some are going to take a lot more effort. And that's just because some are more ingrained than others. So the process for rewriting your limiting beliefs, I will quickly go over that. It is obviously identify what that limiting belief is first. And then personally for me, I find proving that belief wrong helps so much. So give yourself evidence as to why that is a false belief. So whether it's if you think that you're not good enough to get a job promotion, you write down reasons why you are good enough. And then you have literal written proof of why that belief is false. After you've done that, you essentially rewrite that belief into a more positive, limitless, abundance manner. So if it's I'm not good enough, then you might rewrite it in a way that's I am more than good enough to do blah, blah, blah. I am more than worthy enough to etc. Once you have that new belief, it's just a practice of rewriting it and reaffirming it to yourself. That can be done through written or verbal affirmations. It can be done through reminders on your phone. It can be done through meditations. Just reminding and repeating those new beliefs to yourself um, consistently for however long it takes pretty much. And you will soon start to notice the difference when people say things that triggers might not trigger you anymore or you might not have a certain thought in a while and that's just because you've been working on overcoming it. So that is a really big one and a really important one. 
and it will take time. So it's just consistency and patience with yourself that is going to help with that one. Step number six in our eight steps to mastering your mindset is aligned routines and habits. Now, routines and habits obviously play a huge part in your day-to-day life, but those day-to-day actions add up and compound into our monthly, yearly, five-yearly goals. So if you want to have a healthier lifestyle, if you want to do more personal development, if you want to have closer relationships with friends and family, then you might need to be taking daily actions to work towards these goals. These daily actions create your habits and then your routines. So if what you're doing every day is not in alignment with your goals, your vision, your values, then you are not going to be achieving the mindset and the life that you truly want and truly desire, which you obviously want something different because you're here listening to this podcast. If you didn't care about what your thoughts were or where you were in life right now, then you wouldn't be listening to this. So you obviously care, which means you need to reflect on what your daily routines and habits look like and if that is something that you want to continue. And it can be quite confronting sometimes, especially if it's something that we have been working on and it gets quite frustrating because we're like, why can't we just do this? Then it does take time. And like I said, especially and ha- like habits on average, 66 days is what it takes. It's between, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it's between 30 and 93 days, I think is obviously, which is super broad. So the average is 66, about in the middle. So that's about two months to build a habit. So it's going to take about that long to break an old habit and build a new one. So this will take time and patience. One thing which I highly recommend you do, one thing I did with a previous coaching client was we, she, the very first week we met, she wrote out what her ideal morning routine looks like. And then it turned out there was, I think, eight or nine um, little habits that she wanted to develop. And we were meeting for eight, two months. So over the, we picked one habit each week and she built that up. And that's how I definitely recommend you should do it as well. Because if you try to do it all at once, it is not going to work. If at the moment you get home from work and then you sit on the couch for two hours cook something really quick like two minute noodles and then sit on the couch for another two hours and go to bed and then scroll on your phone for two hours. If that's your evening routine, but you want to start being more mindful, being more present, having a bit more intention, then you're probably not going to be able to just suddenly drop that and go straight into going for a run after work, cooking a healthy half an hour long meal, reading for an hour, you might have to do one habit at a time and build it up, which is totally fine. Like there is literally no rush and it's never too late either. If you're thinking, oh, well, this is my routine. I've had it for five years. I might as well keep doing it for another, what? How old are you? Another 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I like to think I've still got 50 years here. I probably would not want to be doing that same routine for the next 50 years. So take the time now to really build the habits that are in alignment with your broader goals, looking at that bigger picture, your vision, what kind of life did you want to have? And then seeing how that reflects into your routines and habits. 
because when I say aligned, that literally just means it aligns up with that, that bigger picture and those goals that you have. Step number seven, we have leaning into the abundance. This again touches on a little bit of manifesting and essentially that's just leaning into the good things that you have and that higher vibration. A great way to do this is through gratitude. You can do that by writing it down in a journal or you can say it out loud or even just thinking it if you really don't have the time to write it down but just raising your vibration and doing things that make you feel abundant and free and limitless that is going to help you maintain a more positive mindset but it's also going to give you a way to boost yourself when you are down. So it's not about being in that abundance high vibe all the time because that is not possible. Otherwise, we would be so exhausted because you would just have all this energy and it would probably just be like a ticking time bomb because if you're trying to maintain high vibration positivity all the time, then you're bottling up negative emotions and eventually they're going to come out. So the way that you can lean into abundance, that, that just helps because... It keeps your vibration high and that's the level that we want to be on because that's more positive. It attracts what you want, etc. So when we do have those dips in energy, we can take the time to reflect, be in that low energy and then bring ourselves back up into that abundance level. And step number eight of our mastering your mindset is continuous personal development and I'm sorry to say you're at the start of your journey, then this is literally just the start because there is always going to be something that you need to be working on to up-level yourself to the next level and to continue working on limiting beliefs, habits, routines, setting more challenging goals, all of that. It is a continuous journey. So the only way that we can truly master our mindset is to keep working on it. And that doesn't mean you have to do two hours every single day. It just means that you need to be consistent. Half an hour every day. If you have half an hour to listen to a podcast and then put into action whatever you've learnt. If you have half an hour to read. If you have half an hour to journal. Whatever you feel is going to help you and then you can incorporate that into your routine. And that's going to help you build that continuous development. Because if we are not continually developing, then we're staying stagnant, which is not ideal because stagnant energy is yuck and ugh. we don't want to be there. We want to be growing and we want to be high vibe. We want to be challenging ourselves and reaching new places that we haven't been before, whether that's goals, our mindset, um, where we are physically, all these things. It's just part of an ongoing journey. And that brings us to the end of our eight steps to mastering your mindset. I hope this was really helpful. This has been a uh, more brief version than the workshop, obviously. Just wanted to keep it uh, a bit shorter time. As you know, my aim for these podcasts is to keep them into shorter, digestible pieces of content for you guys. Um, Yeah, so it's easier to manage. So I hope that you have enjoyed those Go back and listen to this podcast again and take notes because I can guarantee you there will be something that you have missed. So go back and listen to it. And if you loved this episode, don't forget to please subscribe. And if you can, give it a rating as well because that will be 
Um, really great for me to see the feedback as well. And that is all from me this week. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I will chat to you next time. That brings this week's episode to a close. Thank you all so much for listening and I hope you gained something from it. So if you're not already following me on Instagram, definitely come and join the community. That's at Rising With Confidence, all one word, nice and easy for you. Just pop that in and come and join the community and send me a message. Let me know that you're from the podcast and I cannot wait to chat to you. Make sure you subscribe and follow along so that you get notifications every week when a new episode drops. Thank you for listening.